Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Your Shining Self podcast, where women of all different walks of life share stories of hope, love, and transformation. And I'm your host, Tish. Today is part one in a series all about body image that I'm going to be doing. So if you struggle with body image issues, then you are in the right place and you're going to want to keep listening. Today, I'm going to talk about how to accept and love yourself exactly as you are. I really struggled with if I wanted to put the word love yourself in there, because one of the things that I've learned over the course of the last several years on my body acceptance self-love, body love journey is that people can get to a point of accepting their body, but not always to that point of loving their body. So I ended up keeping it in there, obviously. um, But before I jump in, I just want to say that sometimes if you can just get to the place of accepting your body and not loving your body, that's still better than not being able to accept your body and also not love your body. So if you get to that place where you accept it, but don't love it. Don't beat yourself up. You're still in a better place. Okay, so let's jump right in. Now, I can obviously only speak for myself and some other conversations that I've had, you know, with women. And over the course of the years, like one of the things that I really struggled with, and it caused so many issues in my life was learning and understanding how to accept and love myself exactly as I was. So I had so many body image issues. I had low self-esteem. I didn't think that I had any value. I didn't think that I had, you know, any worth. And I sought validation from not only others. And, you know, when I got older, that ended up being validation from men. If a man was willing to be intimate with me, then, you know, I took that as I was being validated that I was worthy and that, you know, I was loved. And that was just this whole misconception I had. And it also led to so many other like things in my life, (laughs) like the alcoholism, um, you know, shopping addiction, things like that. So when I didn't know how to, you know, accept myself for who I was, hell, I didn't even know who I really was for the longest time, that just caused so many issues. You know, what I finally learned was that if I wanted to be really, truly happy, happy and confident in my own skin, I had to learn how to accept and love myself even as the imperfectly perfect woman that I am. And yes, that even meant learning to love my big body. How to accept and love yourself and live a life with a better body image. I'm going to share, I think I have four tips for you, three or four tips. So tip number one is to focus on your strengths rather than your weakness. So again, I'm speaking of myself and from my experiences. But you know, we all have areas that we could improve. Um, Even those people around me that have that I would call like the most positive people and the most confident people in deeper conversations with them, they were also able to point out areas of their weaknesses. So instead of, you know, obsessing over our flaws and dwelling on the things that, you know, we're not great at, or you can call them shortcomings, whatever, you know, terminology you want to use, when we are obsessing over those things, it's almost always impossible 
possible to love ourselves. Again, speaking from my experience and in conversations with people, your experience may be different. But once I stopped focusing on, you know, the flaws, and I'm, when I say flaws, I'm really specifically speaking about like my body and things that I was told or um, by societal standards, I was led to believe were flaws. When I like focused on those, I was so caught up in that that I couldn't see all the other, you know, awesome, amazing, great things. And I definitely couldn't, you know, put those flaws aside to be grateful and thankful for my body and for what it does for me every day. But once I stopped spending so much time and energy focusing on those and instead started flipping that and looking towards my strength and being grateful and just having all this gratitude for, you know, my sense of humor, the Uh, organization that I have with my client projects, Um, just a few things off the top of my head, you know, but when I started focusing on those strengths, that these were also things that made me who I was, like it started to be an easier process to learn to accept and love myself. Tip number two is build self-compassion into your daily routine. So one of the other things that I had to focus on when I was, you know, really working on accepting and loving myself was self-compassion. I'd never really had self-compassion for myself, like ever in my entire life. So it was also kind of a process of learning what self-compassion even really meant for me. Uh, Like the way, like when I think of self-compassion, it means just being kind and understanding towards ourselves and having grace having grace with ourselves and rather than like judging ourselves or beating ourselves up for things that we perceive as failures, we tell ourselves instead that things are going to be okay and give ourselves a little extra love, support, and grace and just be kind to ourselves. I always like to think of, you know, if a friend of mine were going through something that I was beating myself up that I perceived as a failure, would I say that the things that I say to myself, would I say those things to them? And if the answer is no, then I know I'm in that like negative self-talk phase and I need to like switch gears and flip that switch and just like reverse those things that I'm saying to myself and bring in that love and that compassion and that grace towards myself. And this is something, the reason that I said you have to build self-compassion into your daily routine is because, again, speaking for myself and the journey that I've been on and the journey that I'm still on, um, I have to practice self-compassion with myself every single day. Because even though I have worked so hard to overcome so much of the negative self-talk, it is still so deeply ingrained into who I am that at least three, four, five times a day, I'm doing that negative self-talk. So I have to have that self-compassion with myself and I need that self-compassion every day. Tip number three, seek out support from friends and family. Now, I wanna say, (laughs) so when we're talking about family and friends, again, at least in my experience and some conversations that I've had from others, um, sometimes 
family and friends who think that they are being loving and supportive will say things that aren't in alignment with like where I'm at in my journey. So when I say seek out support from friends and family, I really mean <laughs> that you are finding support from those friends in that fam, those family members that really do support you in a positive way and don't, I guess, bring you down in a negative way. So yeah, this was, I almost didn't put this tip in here because this can be such a, I don't even know like the word that I'm thinking of, but um, this can be a really tough spot because again, well-meaning friends and family don't always say the best things. Um, and I know that like over the course of my journey, one of the things that was really important to me was that I ditched diet culture. I made a commitment that the diet industry would never, ever, ever again in my lifetime profit off of me and believing that there was something wrong with my body because I take up space as a fat woman. And there are family members and friends that do not agree with me. And without going into like a whole long rabbit trail about this, they believe that fat is unhealthy and that I'm, you know, just letting myself go by making this decision. And that's not supportive to me and where I'm at in my journey with my eating disorder and getting help with all that. So again, when you are seeking out support from friends and family, just make sure that they are people that believe in you and want the best for you, but <laughs> are only like positive influences. And I hope that that makes sense. What I'm trying to say here, you know, obviously only you can decide for yourself if those friends and family are people that you want to bring into your support center. Um, if it's not friends and family, maybe it's, you know, like a therapist that is supporting you. Or I don't know if you're in like a, a group type setting, you know, maybe it's people in that group that are supporting you. So basically what I'm saying with seek out support is is it has to be from people that are, you know, supportive of you in a positive way. Okay, tip number four for loving yourself and, you know, just developing a better body image and accepting yourself exactly as you are, the imperfectly perfect person that you are, is remember, you are enough. This was one of the biggest pieces to the puzzle for me. I never believed that I was enough. I'm not going to go down this whole rabbit trail of, you know, all the stuff that happened in my childhood and, you know, early adult years, teen years, things like that, but I never believed that I was enough. I was constantly seeking thinness because I was told and programmed to believe that being thin meant that I was healthy. Being thin meant that, you know, I could travel. Being thin meant that I could pole dance or rollerblade or any other, you know, movement that people like to move their bodies. Being thin meant that I could do all those things. Being thin meant that I would find love, yada, yada, yada. I think you get the gist. <laughs> and I just, there was always something that I needed to improve because I was never enough 
just the way I was. I, you know, my value for the longest time came from a number that I saw on the scale. And I never had value because that number on the scale was never what I perceived and believed was, you know, the right number. So when I finally learned to believe and to even just be able to say it out loud, I am enough just as I am. Like that was one of the parts when everything just kind of clicked together. So, you know, you are enough. You do not need anyone else's validation or approval in order to love yourself. If you are constantly seeking validation and love from, you know, outside sources, you're probably never going to get that validation validation that you need. That validation has to come from yourself. Yes, it can be helpful to seek feedback from others and get their advice, but don't ever change like who you are or seek out that external validation to feel confident and happy because like I said, it probably won't happen. You know, the most important thing is just learn to see yourself through your own eyes and have that acceptance, love and compassion. But what I really want to leave you with is just that accepting and loving yourself just as you are, it's really a crucial piece of living a happy and fulfilled life. Again, obviously, I'm speaking about myself and my journey. I can't, you know, speak for you. But focusing on these things that I just shared with you was part of learning to love and embrace myself just as I was. And once I started, you know, learning how to do all these things, like that also it changed my body image. It changed my relationship with my body. And let me tell you, <laughs> when I found this self-acceptance and this self-love and this body acceptance and this body love, the roller coaster of life just became this big playground. And I have been able to just step out into this playground and take up space with confidence and more happiness than I ever even knew was possible. So be sure to tune in next week for part number two. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Your Shining Self podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment and share with others that need a message of hope, love and transformation.